Good evening, Patriots, and it is 1 May in the year 2022, Sunday. I hope you all had a very blessed Sunday. And I hope you are all getting a good night's sleep, and we do that with some of the best products on the market with MyPillow.com. Head on over to MyPillow.com, and if you want to see the Bards Nation's landing page with all the featured sales, head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards to take advantage of some incredible savings on great products that will truly enhance your sleep. Giza cotton sheets, some of the softest sheets you'll find on the market. Incredibly comfortable, truly enhance your night's sleep. 60% off with your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Classic MyPillow. Down as low as nineteen ninety eight, an incredible product. Really does enhance your night's sleep. Can't you live without it once you get one? Then you understand why Mike Lindell pushes it all the time. Again, head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards. Promo code is bards. All sorts of incredible savings from sheets to pillows, men's and women's sleepwear, mattress toppers, mattresses, kids' pillows with biblical verses. It's fantastic. And you can use that same promo code anywhere on the My Speech and the My Pillow site, the My Store site, and the FrankSpeech.com site. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. And if you want to speak to a real person, you can call and talk to a Patriot Pillow Counselor at 800-975-2939. 800-975-2939. Use your promo code Bards and they'll get you all hooked up. Well, Patriots, no surprise here. Another food factory has burned. Food is suddenly becoming highly combustible as soy as a soybean plant in Purdue of Purdue Farms in Chesapeake goes up in flames. That's Chesapeake, Virginia. A fire took place at the Purdue Farms facility in the South Norfolk area of Chesapeake Saturday evening. The Chesapeake Fire Department is currently working on an industrial fire at the grain processing and storage facility. Shocker. Just like that. Just went up in flames. Totally shocked, in fact. I don't even know what to think. But I'll tell you what. They want you to eat something special. It's called Beyond Meat. So take a listen to this. Who really owns Beyond Meat and why? The top three owners of Beyond Meat are Bailey Gifford and Co. at 13%, Vanguard at 8%, BlackRock at 4%. But why does the investment cartel have such a large stake in Beyond Meat? Because after an opening surge and massive marketing campaign, fake meat stock is plummeting. Why? Because there simply isn't the demand. Some things defy propaganda and our biological drive for meat is one of them. That won't stop the architects of the vegan agenda though. They are committed to ending your meat consumption. So we'll create demand through artificial scarcity under the cover of sustainability and ESG tyranny. The meat tax will be the tool to enforce meat prohibition. The price will skyrocket and lab-grown vegetable sludge will be offered as the alternative. Beyond Meat is owned by the investment cartel, not because they believe in sustainability. They won't be giving up meat. That's just for us peasants. So you shall eat the sludge and you will be happy. Oh, you'll be so happy. You'll be eating lab-grown, genetically modified, petri dish expanded yummies from the inside of a cow's ear that they've taken a cell from and they've grown it with the wax included. Yum, yum. And they'll call it Beyond Meat. (laughs) That's just gross stuff, man. But here's the thing that's really interesting because it appears that the COVID pandemic 
just as it had an event 201 as a precursor, the the current food crisis also seems to have had been gamed out beforehand. And you know who the usual suspects, like, you know, Gates and so forth. And the food chain, it's called the food chain reaction game. And it's the it was all about the food shortage in the year 2022 that was brought about by various causes, including civil unrest, climate change, solar minimum, all this other stuff, resulting in a global carbon tax. And it was played out in November of 2015 in Washington, D.C., just right by the script. And, oh, here's a shocker. It was brought to you by the World Wildlife Fund, the Center of American Progress, and a Center of Naval Analysis and Cargill. So that's the same World Wildlife Fund that funded the anti-fracking protesters in Denver in the year of 2012 or 2013 that tried to get fracking banned forever in the state of Colorado. Same World Wildlife Fund that's supposed to be protecting the fishies and the birds and that sort of stuff. You know how that goes. But you know what's really interesting is how in the all this COVID crisis, have you noticed something? And this is what's really interesting. Have you? This is amazing, in fact. The more that I think about this, this virus has got to be one of the most amazing viruses ever in the history of humankind. So just process this one. In all of this event where we've had these breakouts everywhere, nursing homes in, in New York, lockdowns in Chicago, rampant spreading of crazy viruses across the country, people falling in China, wiggling like worms. But nowhere in this entire virus has it spread on the border. That's incredible. It's almost like that partial wall had like magic energy that kept it away or something. Or maybe, maybe those people that were coming up on the border, (laughs) maybe they were just immune. Like, you know, devil born MS-13 probably. By the way, I think MS-13, I'm convinced more and more that MS-13 were being grown out of labs in El Salvador and that they're not real people. I think they're, I think they're animals of sorts. Yep. So we've got all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Here's an interesting theory on Twitter. I think I figured out what they tried to do here with Elon Musk buying Twitter. And it's not too dissimilar from what happened on 9-11. You have a guy buys Twitter. The next day, everyone's allowed to post whatever they want. No longer are things getting fact-checked and deleted. And a bunch of accounts that were getting shadow banned have this lifted and they're gaining a ton of followers. Mainstream media freaks out, says, oh my God, there's dangerous misinformation on the internet now. Oh, we have to do something about this. Next day, White House launches declaration for the future of the internet. More censorship. You're going to have to use your ID to use the internet. Just like in China. They want to make sure your internet experience is reliable. So the information you get is vetted by the government. But they needed an event to trigger this solution to the non-existent problem. Next, they're going to be fact-checking. Fluoride is good for you. GMOs are safe. But they are. GMOs are totally safe. They're done with CRISPR technology and mRNA. And they're all designed to keep you stupid. That's the whole plan. Eat their food. Remain dumb. And it is their plan. Now, if you're wondering how everything else is going in D.C., we've got 38 seconds to give you the latest update of the master plan by, by this genius. Listen to what Cash Patel says about John Durham. 
people were complaining, why aren't we hearing more from John Durham? Well, because now we know why. He was working on this large-scale criminal enterprise joint venture conspiracy that he's finally outlined to the public. See, people think that it's just a pond of evil out there, but the swamp is deep. deep. It's like a big part of the ocean that wow. has to all be taken out. So it has to be done strategically, patiently, and instead of striking, you have to let them destroy themselves. Art of war, nothing could stop what's coming. I hope nothing. that genius has got plenty of food put aside. <laughs> That's all I can say. I mean, that is like... Wow. It, it, this is like, you think he might be a normie that just suddenly woke up? Because it's like, dude, please. Seriously. <laughs> the art of war. We've got to let them destroy themselves. We have to let them do it all. And Durham, the secret man, the secret agent Durham is, is going to take down the whole. It's not just a swamp, folks. It's the ocean. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. I think he had a vax, too. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he had a vax. So I want you to hear what Bill Gates has to tell you because this is this is literally like Satan talking himself. Bill Gates has got something to tell you all about the injections. It's important, so listen up. The world's responded to the COVID pandemic faster than to any disease in history. New, safe, and effective vaccines got created in less than 300 days after the start of the pandemic, and over half the world's population has already received two doses of these vaccines. But in several respects, these vaccines are not perfect. What would a better vaccine look like? Even though these vaccines do an incredible job of preventing severe disease and death, they do not protect you from getting infected. They reduce the chance of getting infected by about 50%. We want to change it so that anybody who's gotten that vaccine cannot be infected again, taking them completely out of any transmission chain. We should be able to have a vaccine that attacks a core part of the virus that's found in all the variants. We would also like to have vaccines that you can just take once and you don't have to go back and keep getting boosters again and again. They should be made so that they can be transported at normal temperatures without refrigeration. All these COVID vaccines require the use of a syringe and we'd like to get rid of that. We could just have something like a patch or something you inhale so that you can take it more easily. Finally, manufacturing can be scaled up even faster. Although pharmaceutical companies broke every record here in now making billions of these vaccines, what would be ideal is being able to make enough for the entire world in less than six months. Although developing so many effective COVID vaccines quickly was a miracle, there's no question that we have to do better next time. No, Bill, we don't. And no, it wasn't a miracle. I love the way these people play with these concepts. They're amazing. That was Bill Gates, if you didn't go. Like, we're all excited. Bill, the gates of hell Bill, is literally like Lucifer's left hand. So apparently he's got, they, they keep doing this, like, we have to do better next time. They want this perpetual state of fear. And to keep everybody completely in the state of fear. And honestly, the farther you get away from it, the dumber they look. Now, Patriots, I'm going to play for you. This comes over from Savage Dog on Telegram. I'm going to play for you a five-minute piece. I want you to hear this. This is really solid. 
And I think it gives a great perspective to kind of frame all of what we're dealing with in a really solid because the systematic minutes. implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is, is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay. Right. I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, we should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good. Right. When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying this is the new normal. That's just blatant mind control drivel. There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, treating your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks, living in constant fear of contamination. That's normal. I mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. Why were you not wearing a mask during the tuberculosis pandemic? You were endangering, you know, public health and safety, along with billions of other uh, people around the globe. So why don't you wear a mask? I'll tell you why. Because the mainstream media didn't tell you to wear a mask. <laughs> right? And so because, because though 1.5 million people died from tuberculosis, there was no tuberculosis pandemic. Any more than there's a coronavirus pandemic. What you're really participating in is a beta test for AI systems and facial recognition. See, these cameras work best when people are, you know, distance apart. Now that they're, now they're actually testing through machine learning how to recognize, you know, a face that's partially covered. It's also a way to easily determine who's compliant and who's not. Who does the propaganda work on and who it doesn't? Now get this, you know, there there's some ironies that are here, right? A, so, a society that kills millions of babies a year for convenience has shut itself down to prevent adults from dying. People that on the one hand slaughter babies in the womb by the millions are now preaching uh, to the masses about the, the sanctity of human life. It's double speak, double talk. It's the two, it's the two doctrine policy. One for the initiated, one for the uninitiated. One for the inner circle, another for the masses. It's like saying, you know, if I violate the stay at home order, I can be arrested, but you're letting convicted criminals out of prison so they don't get coronavirus. Thesis. Antithesis. Synthesis. If there's a real pandemic, does it require, you know, uh, faulty virus models, rigged test results, 81% false positives, inaccurate news reporting, staged hospital overruns, manipulated death certificates? Nope. You know, when the government shuts down you know, millions of small businesses but doesn't lay off any government employees, it's not about the health. Hmm? When the state bans dentists from practicing but deems it necessary for abortion clinics to stay open, it's not about your health. When the, the, the state prevents you from buying seeds for your garden but allows you to purchase lottery tickets, it's not about your health. 
an institution that you know has the ability to destroy all of Earth through you know alleged nuclear warfare should not regulate personal self-defense. You know, an institution that's caught trafficking drugs shouldn't be able to regulate plants. An institution that's racked up $23 trillion prior to coronavirus in debt shouldn't be allowed to manage the retirement fund. Hmm? An institution that was caught spreading STDs should not be allowed to run health care. If people are really concerned about public health and safety, you know, in general, but, you know, they don't care if people, you know, um, eat garbage, drink poison, smoke cancer, and take prescription drugs, but think that toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and masks are going to protect them from the boogeyman coronavirus. You know, this is a special kind of stupid that I, I can't address here. You should ask yourself uh, some, a couple basic questions. When did you consent from, you know, you creating a government to serve you to you serving the government ruling over you? If you want to know, you know, who's in charge, just think about who you can and can't criticize. Yep, the whole thing right there in five minutes. This is the crazy world that we're in, and it's going to take a lot of courage to get through it. Today it was let known, or at least recently, that the one of Google's AIs just had a baby. And actually, I'm not kidding about this, a digital baby. And this new digital baby is smarter than any AI currently in existence because the parent AI is now teaching the junior AI how to function. This world that we're in is rapidly spinning out of control. And it's forcing a, a, an expectation of compliance upon many people, though it's still, in my opinion, primarily a minority that's running it. The problem is that they run the majority of perception. And all of this, everything that we hear, that we laugh at it, at the end of the day, it is completely perception. It's all bread and circuses to keep people distracted. The latest and greatest of all of this was Twitter. This whole nonsense with Elon Musk, a person who believes in brain chipping, a person who supports vaccines, a person who believes in a UBI, a person whose entire business has been built by Department of Defense contracts and government subsidies, all of which come from the taxpayers' monies. Not any of it comes from private industry. His innovations all started with his massive wealth that he inherited from his mother, who's a Satanist. I mean, let's get real. And yet we have a good chunk of the patriot movement falling off the cliff, groveling on the ground, saying, let's go back to Twitter. I am convinced more and more that most of those in the Patriot movement that are saying that have already taken the vax and probably wore a mask. What we've discovered really most importantly is that those who stood the, held the line and that those that walked that true path, that true path of trust in God, trust in our faith, we're a mix of everything. We're, we're a little bit eclectic. There's some liberal views, there's some radical right views, there's some moderate views, there's some conservative views. But one thing we all have come together to realize is there's a whole bunch of stupid out there. And as different as we may see this world, we're now starting to find that we have a whole lot in common because we have a general interest in saving this nation and having freedom and liberty. And that's going to be the critical piece of resetting 
this world. We have become the new radicals. We have become ultimately, potentially, the new terrorists because we won't comply. And we have no intention of doing so. The most radical act everybody can be doing right now is becoming self-sufficient. And that means separated from the dependency and the, and the grip of corporate tyranny. And that happens in all levels. It begins with your spiritual center. And unfortunately, there are just way too many churches that have walked off that cliff they want your want your obedience there, and they want their, your money in the in the offering plate, but they're not willing to take you to the level of saying what needs to be said. There comes a time that we have to flip tables and take out whips. It's just that simple. But instead, we're going to hear the preaching and the thing about loving and hugging and getting along and holding the line. What does that mean? And to what end? I run into plenty of revelationists. I run into plenty of it, the end of times. And, I, and I'm always asking the question, so what does that mean? And I hear a lot about hunkering down and bunkering up and getting prepared and, and building up your arsenals and getting ready to endure the storm. It's like, okay, then what? And somehow they've got in their mind that it's all going to be good because they're all gonna be, they've already got a, a ticket punch to go to heaven. Really? So what's that going to be when you get in front of God and the fires are put at your feet and everything that is sinful in your life is burned from you and then all that's left is the purity of what your love of Christ is and you're still sitting there before God. And when we have that accountability, what's that going to look like? Are we going to say we did the best we could? Because last time I checked, the best doesn't fit into God's camp. I'm going to hear and we're all going to hear, well, yeah, but my sins were forgiven. Yeah, so what? Because every single one of us has an, has an ability to do okay if we want to. But it takes a whole lot of grit to be able to say that you're going to steward and be great and the greatest you can possibly be. Because right now in this world, in this fight, this war is now very real. And I will tell you, I feel more at home at this point in life than I've felt in years. Actually, the last time I felt this at home was in Afghanistan because the consequences were real in Afghanistan. And for once, we're starting to see a world in here where consequences are real. You make a stupid decision, you're going to live the results of stupid decisions. And that's good because that's God's refining fire that's coming on the world. Every single one of us now has a place that we have to walk, and everyone can make the same choices. You can make a choice to go the easy gate, the wide gate. You can try to give excuses for your past. You can try to make up whatever, but the fact of the matter is that the here and the now, where we are, the decisions that we make right now, being accountable, being solid stewards for whatever God's put before us, that's where we are, and we're going to have to be refined even more. And so there's going to be many, and they will be good people that will fail. Daniel eleven thirty two. by smooth words he will turn to the godlessness of those who act wickedly toward covenant, but the people who know their God will display strength and take action. There will be challenges in this world we have coming at us that will be immense. 
And there's going to be accountability in much of this. And each one of us has to live into a new level of accountability. In war, war things get very real. And it's easy to say the words. I've said them in this channel from the beginning. And I will tell you, when I first started this channel, which was at the original name was Bards of War, I had a tremendous amount of pushback from people saying, that, oh, man, dude, you know, it's not always war. I had people saying, well, that's not very, that's not very Christian to say Bards of War. And it's not why I changed the name. Because the change, name got changed to Bards FM because it was a channel, frequency, FM, and field manual. Because what people need is a field manual. They don't need, especially if they don't know what war is like. But everyone is now experiencing what war is like. At least you should have if you've been awake. So it's easy to say the words war. It's easy to say the things like enemy. It's easy to say talk about these things in very esoteric or measures where they don't really touch us, but we can sound good in our rhythm and what we talk. But here's the very real aspect of our world. We are in war. People are dying because of a vax. People are injured because of a vax. The food system is being dismantled. Children are being programmed, being groomed, being screwed up in permanently for the rest of their lives. No one has stopped abortion. In fact, abortion has only continued with more funding. We have open Satanists running around the streets celebrating the fact that we're all going to worship Lucifer or the Church of Satan or Baal or Moloch or Baphomet, and yet the more, every time they do it, the, the side of the Christian side gets quiet. No one says much. Where is the voice of God? Where is that radical stance of, the, of those with righteousness in their heart that, is gonna, that are going to be known and are standing? They're here, but they're not in the many right now if we're going to be honest with ourselves. That means that the burden is going to rest on a few, a remnant, a Gideon's army. And each one of those had better have a spine. And we better get real about where we're going. Because this world isn't going to get any easier. And if your expectation is just waiting until Christ comes, I don't... I always disagree with that position because if that's all we were intended to do, then my question is always the same. Then why does God need us? We have a mission here. We have a serious mission here. And that mission centers on occupying the land and expanding the kingdom. It didn't say it was going to be easy. And it didn't say we, everyone was going to have a happy ending. We weren't going to have to just wait out for art of war so they could destroy themselves. What foolishness. Always looking to someone else to save us. You know, there's actually people right now pushing this around. And you've probably seen it. That are literally saying these food plants are being burned down by the white hats. They're cleaning up the food system and making sure it doesn't poison us. I'm like, well, hey, that's a good idea. So how exactly is that going to be replaced? Do they already have their secret plants all set up? Who's setting them up? Who's the new guys that are on the block? Who's going to own them? Who's going to run them? Where's the supply chain systems that are coming in to fill those? Oh, wait a minute. That's the same supply chain system that was activated in May of 2020, the one that the Department of Defense took over with Palantir. 
that same supply chain system that they were putting in charge with an artificial intelligence that's now apparently had a baby. That same supply chain system that's being monitored by something that man created to act as a super brain above all humanity to make sure that we are all obeying the rules. We don't have an opportunity or any time to be looking and wasting our thoughts on anything other than God. Our focus has to be totally towards Christ. And it is an aggressive, determined, and almost militant walk with him towards him. This world wants to kill you. These people in this world want to dismantle you, destroy your genetics, turn you into a slave, make you entrapped in their system for eternity so that in one way or another, no matter how they've done it or do it or whatever, they want you to be so defamed, so marred that you can never reach God no matter how hard you try. It doesn't matter what you believe. That's what they believe. And they're doing everything they can to do it. And it's going to get harder at times. You're, we're seeing people die regularly. It's just become so second nature. It's unbelievable. Oh, such and such died today of a heart attack. Oh, really? Yeah, such and such died today of a stroke. Oh, really? That's too bad. You know, it's just, it's just like second nature. And because we aren't able to connect the dots, those that are awake are, because no one's asking that question, did he take the vax? But don't ask that because it's like, oh, shh, shh, shh. The family's mourning. Quiet. Shh. Let's not, let's not bring up those things. We have to give the dead peace. I'll give the dead peace. I want truth. And I want truth in everybody's face. And I want the truth to hurt. And I want it to hurt every single person that wants to live in the lie because the pain is what wakes them up. Because when you stand on truth, it's not about... When you're truly walking in truth, it just is. It's not about a joyous. It's not about a negative. It's not about burdensome. It's just truth. But when you're always seeking truth, it's not like you're going through roller coasters anymore. And why is that? Because you're walking fearlessly and you're walking in truth. And that's because you're under the banner of Christ. And that's because that's what God has told us. Trust in me. And that's where we have to set everything is the total trust in him. God isn't making up the news about Elon Musk. God's not putting out more people for us to worship. What God is doing right now is exposing people for what they really are so that we can use discernment to see this and say, man, this is more of the same garbage over and over because this record keeps playing and this OODA loop keeps going around and around and we keep seeing this same script go around and around and around. But the question I always ask is, after it goes through the 5,000th time of the same sort of stupid scenarios that we go through, why are there not more voices saying, I'm done, Jesus, where are you? I'm here. Jesus, I need to be forgiven for my sins. Please come to my heart. Because Jesus is there. But there's just way too much nonsense. 
and there's way too much deflection and there's way too much not wanting to look at the hardest part of the entire puzzle in all of this. And it's to look at us, ourselves, in the mirror and take accountability and responsibility for our lives. God put me in that place in 2017. I didn't get a choice. I probably had a choice at one point, but not then. And I'm, what was truly the worst moment in my life became the greatest and the strongest, but he put me through fire like I had never thought possible I could get through. And that included being jailed for 20 days without charge. That included losing everything in my life. That included losing every option of any work I had. A media smear that took on 20 plus articles, not once, but twice accusing me of something I didn't do. And I got eviscerated and with it went my ego and with it went my attachments to material things. And I was literally left with nothing. I'll tell you how it was. When I finally got kicked out of, released from jail, I was literally bumped out of jail at 11 o'clock at night on the streets in Denver with my cell phone, a pair of flip-flops, a light pair of hiking shoes, and my shirt. And all my other, and I had no money on me. I had no credit cards on me. They were all somewhere else. That's how it works. So this is how that's part of being refined by fire. That sometimes you have to lose everything because he needs to get your attention. And I'm very blessed that God did. And I'm very blessed that I had enough sense to listen. But right now we have a whole world that needs that sort of blistering, in my opinion. Because there's a lot of garbage. There's literally the COVID vaccine has become the golden calf. People are literally at its on their knees worshiping it. And yes, we hear, we know that there's a movement away and we know that there's a lot of people that haven't taken it, but there's still a lot of people that have and there's still a lot of people entrapped in this narrative. Where we walk in this is critical because as that piece we just played a minute ago says, if we're repeating the words of the narrative and we're not talking in the words of truth, we're as much guilty in the problem. We have to get our truth zeroed in. We have to be speaking truly to the power of what Christ is and what he's bringing. We have to absolutely be talking to people in the true love of Christ and what God is doing in our lives. We have to be walking it, believing it, breathing it. Because this is war. And as we've moved through this, and I think at one point or another, we probably all thought we could get through this with a good information counterattack, maybe something else. But here's what is real. Food is real. And you better have it, and you better be growing it, and you better figure out how you're going to perpetuate it because they're getting real about making sure you only eat their junk or you starve. Tribes are real because you need to have relationships in your immediate area, people that you're taking care of and will take care of you. And this warfare with words, words are life and death, it's not just words. We have been given everything we need in the scriptures to survive this and be victorious over this enemy. 
We have been told we have dominion. We have been told we can step on snakes and scorpions. We have been told we will do greater works than he. And we have been told all we have to do is ask for the ancient paths and make our choice. Each and every one of us. And as we do, and we embrace that, and we accept that there is a completely different path, all this other stuff that's out here, it falls off. But more importantly, when we're walking in amongst people, we're speaking a language that's greater than their words because Christ is working through us. And we become those beacons that they can't have words for, they can't explain what they're seeing. All they know is they're feeling something and they're going to want it. Why? Because it's the power of the true sense of what agape love is. As I've said many times, if you want to reconcile what agape love is and get to the core of what the true meaning of that is, then reconcile these events. Flipping tables and taking out a whip giving a sermon on a mount, standing between an adulteress and people armed with stones, sleeping in the back of the boat and being awakened to stop a storm, and rebuking those in the boat for having no faith, and saving a man that had a thousand legions of demons in him. That's just a few. That's agape love, and never once getting into the pettiness of people's lives, and never once being overwhelmed with emotional rage, but, under, but always holding that line of righteousness, compassion, and grace. And then to top it all off, another part of agape love is to be able to walk a line after everybody you knew denied you and de- denounced you and betrayed you, including all the people around the villages that ex- benefited from you being there. As they flail your back, And you drag a cross and then are nailed to it with spikes. And the one person you find that is going to go to heaven with you is a thief that's pinned on the cross with you. Isn't that amazing? We have a great opportunity right now to have the strength to lead this world. We have an amazing opportunity to lead this world as disciples of Christ. Each one of us is in that place. Leadership takes on many different forms, but it begins with one principal issue, honesty and personal accountability. God is not going to just come in and fix things. We have a big role in getting this world back together. And until that time comes when Jesus comes, and he is, but we have no idea when that clock is going to hit, we have a role to do that never stops. And it's not about turning out to have someone else fix your problems. It's not about looking up to God and saying, God, please drop mana or whatever version of that is in your life to fix my problems. It's listening to him, and sometimes that means getting refined in the fires of failure and pain or whatever else you have to get through. Because in the end of the day, when you get to that spot and he's got your attention, he has you there for a reason. And right now, he's needing soldiers that have been refined in the fires to be stronger, to be more pure and aligned with him. 
because this war is just getting heated up. And when it comes, each day it gets a little bit closer, but when it really hits, every one of us who has taken the time to be truthful in our hearts, honest with where we are, letting God rework us, we're going to be grateful for that. Because he's going to put us where he needs us, and the demands are only going to get higher. Our walk at this point in time, in my opinion, can no longer be attached to the silly things like politics and country and flag. Yeah, those are, they keep you entertained, might get you enraged, depending on what you listen to or what, what side of the fence you're on. But the only true walk goes back to what I said in a bit ago. When we strip away all this garbage and we sit around and we look at who's on our left and our right, which is the only thing that matters in war, by the way is the guy on your left and the guy on the right. Because those two people are going to keep you alive. And so when you look on your left and you look on your right and you see and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, this one on my left, I would have never stood with him before. He looks like a, a liberal crazy and the other guy looks like some radical right or whatever. It all doesn't matter right now because we have something very much in common. All of us that are walking together have now been reconnected as God would want us. We're here at a spiritual center because we've endured a fire, all of us. We've put up pain with loss of family, people that wouldn't listen. We've endured this nonsense of masks. We've stepped aside and avoided the, the injection. Some people have lost jobs. Some people have lost houses. Some people have lost, everyone's lost friends. But we never gave up on God and he never gave up on us. And so it's going to be that group that's going to be able to build the bridges and help reforge the fires of this earth to get people back to him. But that job, if you haven't checked lately, has some pretty high demands for a job requirement, and that difficulty ahead of us is going to be immense because there's a whole bunch of people out here that want the easy path. A whole bunch of people that or got, have to a point now where they're looking for something to fix something quick that they created. A whole bunch of people now that we're going to have to sit back and be good stewards of what God's given us to help raise up the many. But that means we have to be disciplined, focused, eyes forward, and we can't ever relent. We are going to get one shot at expunging this evil. And our role is significant. And until that day that Christ comes, we are the front line. We are the point of the spear. Let us pray. Father, we come to you tonight humbly with our hearts. Always humbled by all that has been given, all that's been sacrificed through our Savior Christ Jesus just an unconscionable level of giving on this world for us to reclaim our position next to the throne, for us to be forgiven for our sins, for us to, be re to reclaim life everlasting. And it is no small thing said, nor is it an easy thing to weigh on the heart to look at the many who are so easily deceived by 
the shiny silver objects, be it this crazy nonsense about Twitter being bought by Elon Musk or some promise of a Nisera Jacera easy life of money from the sky or the promises of being immune, creating immunity through an injection that men made. Father, where tonight as we pray, we pray for the forgiveness of this stupidity. We pray for the forgiveness of the short-sightedness of so many. We ask and pray for mercy for this nation because this nation has still a long ways to go. And sadly, it is a, it's, there's a portion of this population that just seems to continually walk to find the easy path. So, Father, we are here. You are refining us and we are listening. We will carry the burdens of this nation on our back if that is what you ask. What's before us, we're ready. We'll hold the line. We'll occupy the land. We'll expand this kingdom. We will do this over and over under the banner of Christ until the day he comes. And even then, we will keep marching. So, Father, we just ask for night for a tremendous amount of courage, that fire of righteousness that should light into every heart, the awakening of our eyes to see more clearly than ever before, the ear hearing that is more precise than we've ever imagined, the ferociousness of true warriors of Christ as you would want us to be. We are ready. Guide us, lead us, protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to win this thing. And I truly believe that a lot of what we're doing, we're witnessing as a symbol, symbolic version of Gideon. I think we're seeing the weeding down of those who can truly walk this path. You know, turning to God in desperation is an easy thing. When everything falls apart, everybody turns to God. And it's not that God isn't there. But it's like I think the expectation is that God's going to fix something that usually people have damaged pretty badly by the time they get there. But in this period of time, wherever you are in that relationship, get honest with God. Ask Christ to, to heal you. You heal your heart. Ask for forgiveness. Be repenting. But dig into this and find the accountability of what in your life needs to be taken care of. Every, we all have stuff. But it isn't enough now to say, I, I'm doing the best I can. This is a war. And the best I can, they get left behind because they're a liability when you're on the battlefield. That's a mindset that you're either going to be excellent or don't play. It may sound elitism. It may sound excluding to some. Sorry. But the best I can tell, that is pretty much in line with where we are in our faith. That we're either going to win this thing through faith and we're going to give it all and truly say that we are fearless. And that means you are giving 100% in your breath and your life every day to accomplishing what God wants you to do. 
to being absolutely fearless in this fight, to being compassionate, to being giving, to be loving, but to being ferocious with the fires of righteousness to make sure that we are doing everything possible as the greatest warriors, as part of the greatest army ever stood up. And there's no room for excuses. There's no room for I did the best I can. Our best needs to be, if we truly do our best we can, then you better measure it up to Jesus and say, what does that look like? Because that's the best we're trying to achieve. And when we walk in that way, that way, we walk in this world that way, let me tell you, that's an army that these elites literally will wet their pants over because they fear that more than anything. Why do you think they spend so much time trying to tell you you're dumb, weak, and stupid? They fear the true power of inheritance. They fear the royal blood. And we are royal blood. We just have to act like it, own it, and command it to be. God's right there, and so is Jesus. All right, patriots, have a very blessed evening. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. Seek that clarity. Seek that purification of your heart. Every one of us. No one's excluded. I do it every day. And I chew it up hard. When I find the things that I'm screwing up on, I hold myself accountable, no matter how small or how big. It's part of us being refined. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Be fearless. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
found Reaching through somehow Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud When the seasons change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Thank you.